it hasn't been. So in a way, I've been like on a forced retreat since like January 9th. And when the mind thinks about it, let's say I wake up and like uh, we said the other night, so I said, I feel like when people call me, I should just say, wait a minute, I'll give you to the knee. Because you know? the knee basically is telling <laughs> whatever happens is based on the knee all day. Might as well talk to it because I have no say in the matter. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, if it has a thought about the knee, and then there'll be other thoughts that go like this. Well, you hurt the knee January 9th, yeah? So now let's say you're in the knee hole 19th, yeah? So it goes, you hurt the knee January 9th, so you can basically lay it up, and it likes to throw even more days, four months, when it's only like three and a half, let's say, but four months. And then it goes, and you know what? You're going to be laid up for a couple more months, yeah? So the idea that you hurt your knee, that's fine, but you see how the mind adds to it. It stretches it into time. Yeah? So it just doesn't give you the proclamation you hurt your knee like you don't know that. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, thank you for stating the obvious. I'm aware that my knees hurt because I'm laying like this or whatever. But then he says, so it points out the obvious and then it just stretches it out. It says, well, you have, he's been hurt for a while and it's going to be hurt for a while. Now, one, if you just have the feeling that something's hurt, it's totally different than if you have the feeling provoked by thoughts that it has it's been hurt for so long and it's going to be hurt for a while you see the difference the knee hurts that's the experience yeah but the interpretation of the experience is it has been hurting and it's going to be hurting for quite a while which adds more weight to the experience and let's say no matter what you want to say about anything else in one way, we're we're wedded to experiences here. Yeah, we're wedded to it. You're in it. You're the action figures running around, and it is thing. It's it's engaged, and experiences are are erupting. You know, subtle ones, and then bigger ones. Yeah, and so the mental interpretation of this life of experience, what does it do? First of all, it it blocks the experience, and it it lengthens everything it whimsically wants to in time, and it shortens everything else it doesn't want to in time. So it's simple, just take this one example. Let's say you have, like when I was younger, and I was having a real good time, that real good time, there was like an interpretation laying over it, which is, I don't deserve having really good times. This person is going to figure out who I am, and then she, as the source of my really good time, is going to split. Yeah? And so all this stuff would come in, and so the really good time would start being, actually would be provoking anxiety. Because I was thinking, geez, this is going to stop and I'm going to be left with another experience which is not having a really good time. But the same head, if you're having a bad day, it usually stretches it out to this could be, this could be the preamble to a lifelong depression. You know, it just doesn't. Now, if it does it one day with one little sample of what it's interpreting, yeah, one little sample, just an experience of something 
that seems to have happened with you or to you or around you, and it interprets it, and then it takes it in, uh, puts it under its little mental glass, and then it stretches. Yeah. So let's say there's the possibility of feeling really good. It wants to sort of contract that, yeah, and the possibility of not feeling good, it wants to elongate. What well, do you want that as your navigational system? I mean, how many, how many more experiences do you need? How many more experiences that have been interpreted and you've gotten that as the, as the substitute for the experience? It's going to be like this for fucking ever. Yeah. How, do you need any more study than that? If you see it, if you, it's taken one segment of your day, now it, re it refers it back to past days, and then it projects it into future days. Yeah. You don't see it, it doesn't, if you think it's only doing it at 10.30 in the morning till 10.35, and then the rest of the day it's like, it's like a cheerleader for you to be happy, joyous, and free. And what happened? You're under this barrage of interpretation or this experiences, and it's getting altered incredibly. And it's so amazing if you have any sense of when you were young or when you've done something you love to do, and you were freed from that, to have that occupy you most of the day, to me, is insanity. Yeah. And so the only way it looks like you can get out of it is by circumstances and situations. I gotta have the best day every fucking day. This weekend's gotta be the best weekend from the time I wake up <laughs> to the time I go to bed because I, if I haven't accrued enough value, it's gonna be on me like a pit bull. You know what I mean? I've gotta sort of keep it at bay and say, I had such a great day, and then just renumerate it and go over it. Oh, yes, 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 I did, I did this. What happens if you don't, can't have a great day? You think that thing's going to go, oh, Paul, it's okay. Chill out. You deserve it. You're a human being, you know? You're hurt. Take it easy. No. It's going to sort of point out to you, not in this moment, but it has nothing to do with the moment. It has to do with, you were having such a great time before. Like January 9th, 12.30 in the afternoon, I was, I was riding away. And then suddenly, January 9th, 12.45, this fucking hellish four months have started to occur. How are you going to feel with that blasting in your head today? Yeah, especially if you're attuned to that station of K-Paul or K-John or whoever you are, yeah? You've been buying its products. You actually are a sponsor. You're sponsoring the station. Yeah? You're buying its products. You totally agree with its politics. You're totally into it. And yet now you seem to be at the effect of it. It's playing back, playing back all day. And you can't seem to pull yourself away from it because it has one hook, real good hook in you. It's about you. Yeah? Now, do you want to attempt to change all those currents of the mental stream or just walk away from the stream? Yeah? Leave the stream alone. But if you keep waiting in it, you're going to get whacked. You're going to go where you don't want to go or where you don't feel like you should be. And things are going to be ha are hap are gonna happen and you're going to have a definite view that they shouldn't be happening to you while they're happening to you. Yeah? And all you get is the sense of being powerless and then the frustration and the resentment and all that shit that arises in a sense, I don't want it to be this way, yet it seems to be this way. How long is it going to be this way? Yeah. You can't win. You're powerless. But what would happen if all the little rocks, all the little shiny objects that that stream is going over, they weren't reflecting you? 
you'd, you'd see that, hey, this isn't about me. You could walk away from the stream instead of trying to figure out how to damn it, how to direct it a certain way, how to get books of affirmation, to corral it, to just think good things, how to have it stay in the moment, you know what I mean? As if it could be out of the moment. All this stuff, all those pursuits that if you have if you actually tell the truth about it, they haven't made they haven't gained you a hill of beans, basically. Yes? But if it wasn't about you, you could just step up and walk away. Yeah? You'd hear the stream, but you wouldn't be entranced by the stream anymore. Just like I say, you can hear the thoughts, but you won't be listening to the thoughts. They play a whole different tune if you're an avid listener than if you're just hearing it. If you're hearing it, they reveal something to you. Jesus Christ, this is insanity. If you're listening to it, you think they're like the Greek oracle, trying to warn you of these future events. Have you ever known you were going to get hit by a car until you got hit by a car? I haven't. I got hit by a car. The, the second before I got hit, I had no idea I was going to get hit. When I hit my head in the water, I had no idea. It wasn't like my head that's been narrating my life and playing the Greek oracle didn't say, Oh no! You're going to hit your head in the water. It was totally caught with its pants down. Yeah? Constantly. Every time I got arrested, I had no idea I was going to get arrested. I was just, they had my house surveillance under surveillance for months. I had no idea. Yeah? Yet I had this all-seeing eye telling me how it was and how it's going to be. Like, <laughs> and it was wrong, like, constantly. It jackpotted me unbelievably. Oh, oh yeah, let's run. The cops here. Well, it's stupid to run down an alley. You're not going to escape, you know. And then the cops are going to be more mad. Yeah. One time they dropped me off. I wouldn't pay. I didn't want to pay a cab ride. It was seven dollars. I had no money because I was spending it on drugs. Yeah. While I'm yapping to the cab driver, I don't know he's driving me to North Beach Police Station. He's taking me to the police station. And so when I get there, they come out, they're waiting for me. For $7, I get arrested. And then I start mouthing off, and the guy cracks me with his knee from behind in my ribs and cracks two ribs, yeah? This, this thing had no idea. I mean, if this is the all-seeing eye I'm, I'm trying to rely on to navigate me through a day, it didn't even notice that we were going to North Beach to the police station while it was pontificating. What the fuck? Who, you, you don't know who I am? Yeah, I know who you are. You won't pay me seven bucks. I'm taking it to the police station. <laughs> it's insane. Yet you want to rely on it to tell you how you feel all day? And how it's going to be? Oh, I've been speculating what they're going to say to me at the interview. <laughs> Jesus, you're not even going to go to the interview if you listen to that enough. Yeah? You've already realized how you get the job. The only way to try to change that is pointless. I've seen people try to change it. They get righteous and they're ready to explode. So they get righteous and let's say they have a, a title or a seat assignment as a teacher. And then they're fucking stealing the money. It's gotta leak out. Yeah. You can't you can't damn this thing. You just lose interest in it. Yeah. I realized for me this on forever. I had to call it quits. Call off the construction, you know? This isn't about getting better here. It has nothing to do with it for me anymore. I don't know what it has to do with, but it hasn't, doesn't have to do with those fucking crazy pursuits. Getting better will never end, because what's going to be the supervisor of that construction is your head. 
And your head is going to tell you how you're doing. It's going to tell you how close you are to God. And if you ever think you've had an experience of God, it won't, the emphasis won't be on God, it will be on you who had the experience. You'll be the knower of God. When a, a great master said such a simple thing, to know God is to be God. Totally different. The mental interpretation is, I want to know God, but I want to know as the knower of God. I want, my, I want the spotlight to be on me, knowing what I truly am, instead of realizing what I'm not, and then being what I truly am. And you may not like what you truly are. It may not be too, too special. It may not. It may seem boring in a way to your head. It may seem, well, where's all the glitter? No one's acknowledging me that I'm a spiritual adult. You know? I got a, where's my loving gaze? I thought my whole face would change and I'd be bright and shiny. No. You may be overweight with oily skin. It doesn't matter. But you'll be free from the, from the preoccupation with fat and throwing that oily skin and this and that. That's all. You'll be free from it all. You won't damp or stretch out and, and uh, put soil in the stream. You'll just walk away from it. And now your interest and attention, instead of following all the currents going over your little reflective rocks, me, 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 you'll be wide open. You'll be able to entertain possibilities. And then this whole thing you call time? Jesus, lay down, lay around for four months, three months. Time changes dramatically. I do one thing, and that's a busy day now. I swear to God, I walk to the bathroom. That's like, wow, that was like taking a hike up Mount Tam. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ocean? What ocean? And the ocean's gone. Surfing? It's all dismissed, totally. Yeah. And, time, and yet, the days go really quite well. What happened? The time didn't change. There is no time. The mental idea called time has changed. Yeah? And the time isn't on you or imposing its will on you. It's in you. You're the timekeeper. You're the time maker. You're the clock. Yeah? You and time and self are synonymous. Without time, you couldn't remember death. It wouldn't happen. Yeah? You'd be here, and you'd be totally here. Yeah? And there'd probably even be no thoughts about being here, because all the thoughts are of time. Yeah? You'd be here, and there would be all there would be was here, like when you were a kid. When you were a kid and you were playing, I wasn't in any abusive situation. My family was just a typical family. Until, you know, later they got strange, but at that point they were typical. When I was playing, I swear, there wasn't any thought, will I be playing next week or won't I? Because I didn't have time yet. So if you were born you, and, there, and there was something called time, it would have been imposing itself on you from the moment you were born. Was it when you were a kid? Has your feeling of time been totally different at certain, certain times? When you're doing something you don't like, time seems to be really long. If you're doing something you like, it goes right by. Yeah. You don't see that? <laughs> you don't see your own in a little bit at least? You know? Not like there's this thing called time and it's whimsical and it wants to fuck with me when I'm at a job and I really want to get out. And then when I'm having a fun, it, it just escapes me so fast, I can't believe it, you know? Like two hours of surfing's gone in like five minutes. And then there's four-hour drudgery painting, let's say. You don't see 
what do you think? Is waiting for you? Let's say Vallejo, and then time in Vallejo is a lot worse than time here. It's the mind. Extremes in time. Selfing and, and time are a discussion. Because the self, the feeling of being a long lasting, independent, separate entity, the feeling of it, yeah, it's a contrived feeling. What the real feeling is the oddness of your life. That's the basis of it. jelly has been put on that, and that feeling of being on has been co-opted to represent you. The feeling implies you. So when you have the feeling of on, well, as long as you're alive, you're going to have that feeling. The self has claimed it, and it uses it to be the basis of the story. That feeling equates to you. Sean, the long-lasting independent action figure. Yeah. It's the feeling. The thought is totally paper mache. There's no platform it could rest on with thought. There's a feeling being generated by being on or alive, and that feeling, when we were a kid, we had it, and then as the mental state developed, it claimed it and used it as its basis. Every time you have that feeling of being on, which is what you have when you're on, it's you that's on. Sean, you, Paul, and then you're in the interpretive realm. And then time becomes more dominant. You thought about you in the past, you thought about you as a body in the future, and you remember now. And even when you don't remember it, as soon as it rises again, you forget that of non-remembrance of it, and it's you that was there when you weren't there. Because you've never been there. See it. If you don't see it, you can't rely on someone else seeing it for you. Someone else who has seen it will offer the possibility because it only really works, not because they're seeing it, just like in recovery. A lot of people you may sponsor, which is me, is like being a mentor and helping someone to stay sober, and maybe none of them stay sober, but you've stayed sober. Yeah? So the seeing of it is its own reward, but it has to be seen with, with there. Yeah? Or it's, what's the point? It reinforces it in me, but does it, does it open up the possibility in you? Because it doesn't matter how reinforced and how certain it is in me. Because if, if, if it isn't in you, when you leave here, it'll, the, the, the false certainty will take over. You'll be placed in a reference as a body in time and in certain situations and circumstances, and the interpretation will keep spinning out. Then you come to a meeting like this again, you get a little reprieve, you feel some certainty, but you don't allow that certainty to land. You immediately get immediately usurped by the interpretation. And now it's something, oh, I heard this guy speak about something. Usually the emphasis will be on the person he came through instead of what came through. Yeah? with me. God, it would be boring to you. But what, what you are, you're going to leave with. That's what you need to leave with, with an acknowledgement of it. And that's what the message is. It's to tickle what's in you. Not just to be sitting here and, watch, and as a boy, you're watching me get tickled. Yeah, you can, if you like. But it's the tickling, let it occur in you. So as you, when you leave, that will leave. And then you'll realize it never came, and therefore it could never go. And then you start realizing some of, of what its nature is about. That drop it the system itself, the interpretive system itself, and starts eroding it. Yeah? Weakening its weakening its fucking 
absoluteness. We can get authority. We can get, not with like a takeover or a revolution, just a quiet, silent revolution. Yeah? So now, when the head goes into five years from now, you don't have maybe a day. Maybe five years is like, I'm not going there. I'm not taking that mental journey anymore. Or, what, what, what happened to you? Forget that. Forget it. Maybe I don't even have memories anymore. Maybe I can vaguely remember last night. Yeah? But the whole point is, all that is not essential is deemed not essential. And then the true essentiality arises and becomes obvious, not to itself, it already is, but to you and me, to that sense of being different. First, what's going to receive it is the sense of being different. When the sense of being different is explored, when you study the difference, which is selfing, you realize you're not that. And then what you are becomes obvious, but not to and through the self, but to what you are. Yeah? But of course, what we're not receives the message here. How could it not? It's mitts always going up with anything you come in contact with. It doesn't matter if it has 3,000 years of spirituality wrapped around it. It still gets caught by the selfing. So we're going to just question this, not try to say, all right, we're going to throw you the truth of all truths. Yeah, but if you receive it, it gets shifted, it gets changed, it gets interpreted. Yeah. And then you're left holding the bag again. And then the ultimate truth will disappoint you if you've made it something. Because look at it. It's already disappointed you when it's been made into you. The ult- ultimate truth is our own nature right now. And we're disappointed greatly in a lot of different ways this life because we've been, we've been seemingly removed from that realization. And now we've even got the double whammy we're, we're trying to get it from where we're not. As if, if I could just get the ultimate truth and add it to me, I'd be a better me. Just look at the thought system. Look at how the mind thinks. Because if you see the principle in it, you don't have to go over 8,000 specimens from it. The research is very simple. It's very clean. And, it, and the, the whole experiment could be over in like two seconds. Just watch a stream of thoughts. See, is there time involved in it? Yeah. See, are the thoughts either implying that you, you as an object or you as the thinker of the thought? Just see if they're being used to imply that. Just see. If they are, that's what they're always being used for. The thought system has an agenda. Why? Who would want, who believes you need 70,000 thoughts in one day to navigate Saturday here in Marin County? No one needs 70,000 thoughts to navigate from 8 in the morning to 12 at night. What are the thoughts doing? Other than that, if they're here to serve us, why, why are they serving us? Maybe you get to see that why is there such a reliance on the thought system when it's failed so miserably? Why is there a holding out of hope that one day, if I could only manage better, everything would work out, when it's been obvious it hasn't worked out now, in a way? Why would it work out later? It's like having, you know, ordering a couch, and it, or it's just like my friend, she... Jiffy Lube owes her money for this thing. They charge her for a part. It was bogus. 
and it, they said, oh, we'll be there in three weeks. She's now been strung out for like nine weeks, and she just keeps getting the runaround. And now she's got so much invested in just in the hope that they're going to finally send the money. It's th- the amount of attention is probably worth way more than the money they'll maybe will finally send them. Who even knows? But they're just stringing her along and along and along. That's like the head. Rely on me. I know what's going on. <laughs> I know what that person's thinking. They're out to get you. The only one that's out to get you is the you. You know, it's not like a giant... You don't need five years of research. Just take samples. Samples. Feelings. Have a feeling. Have a feeling. What's surrounding that feeling? There's a sense of possession, a sense of claiming, a sense of being the one who's the feeler. That's all you need. Because then you can just just very, very optimistically project that every feeling is being co-opted and is being used to represent the feeler. Yeah. And then when you read the Course in Miracles, you have to do Then it starts making sense. Their first seven lessons where they say, hey, this whole place is meaningless. You give everything all the meaning it has. And why you're doing this is because you see only the past. That's what selfing is. Selfing is blind, yet it makes it see. But all it sees is the past and the future, which is happening. It's It's blind to the real seed which is now the awareness of this very second. Yeah? Not an interpretation of that awareness. And I was looking like this four years ago. What was looking like this? A body? Yes. Are you that? How how am I going to be five years from now? I could have cancer. Who's going to have the cancer? The body or you? It's not saying dismissing cancer. It's just putting where it lies. Yeah? Am I the thinker of these thoughts? Then why don't they obey me? You know what I mean? Are these, why, do I have to send them to some kind of discipline school? Hey, stop! What? Stop! No. You're driving me crazy. <laughs> you, know, it's just, you, know, you have to see there's been assumption that's off. You're not the thinker of them. That's why you can't rule over them. You have no sovereignty over them. The only thing you have is abstinence, the possibility of of abstaining from listening to them. You're going to hear them because you're conscious, but you could have the abstinence of not listening to them anymore. And if you're not listening to that, you'll listen to the silence. The silence will become the biggest influence when? In your day now. Not, oh, I hope the silence has a great influence five years from now. Who cares? It's now. Yeah. This is the seed for the next moment. This is the seed. It germinates, it dies, but it affects the next moment that arises, germinates, and dies. Yes? And see, just admit, Listening or hearing? Because they're usually different. Yeah? Are you listening about some, the thoughts telling you about what's going to happen in your job? Or are you hearing them? If you're listening to them, they're having an effect now. You'll feel a contraction that this wind isn't provoking, that this place we're sitting in isn't provoking, that it's hanging out 
here isn't doing anything to? Yeah. It won't be provoking all this. It won't be. This is this is provoking an experience. The other thing provokes an interpretation. Yeah. And what is that interpretation of? Is it of today? It's happening today, but it's usually of yesterday and tomorrow. And how long have you been listening to it? This second. That's it. Listening to it forever, that's time again. Yeah. It's like taking, it's like our, our heads are like uh, Turkish taffy. Yeah. You can bet, you can pull it, you can split this and that. That's what it is. The head is just interpreting. It has this moment, it doesn't like it the way it is, so it puts it into a mental realm called yesterday and tomorrow, and then it takes all our attention and goes, don't be open to your past fucking events because you did it. Yeah. And you'll be holding to your future concerns because you're going to be there. And where does the contraction occur? Not in the past or future, but now, doesn't it? And that same possibility, if you weren't listening to it, the contraction wouldn't be occurring because this isn't provoking the contraction. Unless you have a, a like a, a phobia around wind or something. I would know that nothing that's going on here is doing anything except hopefully allowing you to relax. But yeah, and if you're cold, it's easy. You can get a sweater. But if you're going to be cold two weeks from now, what can you do? Yeah. Oh, you were cold four years ago. What can you do about that? Yeah. Here, if you're cold, you can put something on. What are you going to put on? Two weeks from now. Now. Well, let me think about it. Exactly. Now, let me go home, look at my sweaters, make sure I have enough. On and on. You don't see it? How much is provoked by time? So there's a possibility of traveling lighter. If you want it, far out. If you don't, don't. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's just, but it, it does matter that it's offered and it's and that you're, you're invited. What you want with it, I have no say in the matter. Someone says, you know, man, if I was engaged with this, I'd be so fucking disappointed. <laughs> Jesus. You know how, you know, man, when you've seen a really good movie and you tell somebody and they go, oh, that sucks, whatever. So after, if you hear that for years, it's a little disappointing, you know. <laughs> you feel like just mailing it, in, you know? There's a possibility. You have it now, but you don't have it there and then. All the possibilities of there and then have been co-opted. They've been taken over. They've been claimed, they've been, and they're being used for other purposes than you know. Yeah? I would say the basic premise is to bond you to the idea of being a self. Because only time can do that. This moment cannot bond you to the idea of being a self. But this moment can be used to bond you to the idea of being a self. Yeah? And what it's used by is time. Yeah? And the thoughts are drenched in it. The thought system is of time. Yeah? If you're taking your directions from there, yeah, plan away. But where, where does the planning occur? Now. Nothing ever escapes this basic fundamental fact. Now. No, there's never a future or a past. When you arrive there, it's now. 
The same feeling when I was a kid I have now. The same lightness and brightness of my day is exact same as when I was young. Exactly the same. If you stop listening to the thoughts, that sense of presence that you feel will be a presence you felt 20 years ago, seemingly 40 years ago, yeah, and probably 20 years from now. It'll be the same basic premise. Nothing's ever changed. Instead of hoping for it later or bemoaning the fact you once were there and you're not there now. Who's telling you you lost it? The same thing that was telling you you found it. If you're not engaged in the finding, you won't engage you won't be engaged in the losing. And that's truly having it. If you want to take credit for getting it, you're gonna also take credit for losing it. Because the getting it will be based on actions and then the losing it will also be based on inaction or other actions. You can't win. There's no freaking way here. That's the casino, the house wins all the time. You can't gamble in duality and get oneness. Not stabilized, no way. No way. It's gonna come and go. I've seen it a lot. A lot of people come here and one of their big complaints is they had it one time. Maybe it lasted for a month or for a few weeks. They had it. And now there's a feeling that they've lost it. Yeah? But what did they have? And, what, and therefore, what did they lose? Something that cannot be had and cannot be lost. The only thing that makes the having and losing seem dominant is the sense of being the one who could have and the one who could lose. Yeah? If you lose interest in the one, you'll lose interest in the having and losing. And then what's so, which is there when you have it, and when you it's there when you lose it, will be there. Yeah, it'll be obvious to you. It'll be as obvious as like the sun in today. Today is sunny. Yeah, no one's having any dispute about that, is it? I don't think so. It's sunny. But it, it won't be tomorrow, okay? Leave that there. It's sunny now, yes. Well, there it is. That's what it's like. Yes, any questions? I'm feisty. I had a sword I cut my head off and then cut it off. Order also. I know who I cut off first. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I may take it off. Let the heads roll and see who tries to pick them up. <laughs> so you'll see what you honor. If you go home, or if you go to any any any. Uh, invitational situation and you go home and think about it, which the head will do. Just see that. See see what's what what allegiance is being pledged to what. Yeah? Is is my life being pledged allegiance to the thought system? So if I hear a message, I can't just let it land. I have to go home and think about it. Yeah. There you see, alright, and you're engaged with it, you believe it. Therefore that's being honored more than the gift. And that's why the gift seems obscure. It's that simple. It's not obscure by any magical trist, uh, trick by some magician. It's all nuts. Like 
awake when his Lord Buddha supposedly happened, when he woke up, he says, everything's awake. He woke up, everything's awake. Exactly. Because you and I are everything. Yeah. Like some lady I used to come to talk and say, Oh, I finally realized that I'm not the ego. But she says, But everyone else's ego is bothering me. That's not it, you see. There's no everyone else's ego. So, yes. I think we'll have the meetings at my house soon. Yeah. And come in one at a time into the room. We'll have a little tay to tay. I don't know, man. I'm just your friend, really. I mean, I love Z and Deb and Craig. And I've just, I've just been offering this idea because it works. You know? It's not like it worked, it works. And I attempt to share from my uh, own experience because I'm inclined since I was young to be an observer. So I get to see the thought system. But before I saw the thought system in a certain dynamic that it added a huge, huge uh, multiplication of suffering. I saw the thought system as the me the thoughts were about. And it produced a lot of angst. So I wanted to get loaded at all the fucking time. I just couldn't bear being conscious. had it, what I admitted and what I committed and all like that. That same quality is now advantageous because I see the thought system, yeah? And then my mind has a... Uh, since I was young, my, my mother used to recognize it. Actually, my sister-in-law. I can see patterns. I don't look at particulars. I like patterns more, yeah? So when I see thoughts, I just don't see the particular of the thought. I see what they represent. I see the time in it. I see the... Uh, it has a structure, yeah? And a very limited structure. The thought system that we're basically taking our commands from. Yeah? And it's a failed system. Like in recovery, that's one of the greatest statements of all. It says, it explains to us why we have so much fear. And it doesn't matter if you agree with it or not. It's an invitation for Bill W. And its statement is, why do you have so much fear today? Why, in other words, are you filled with anxiety today? And then you say, well, it's about my job or my condition or my knee. You missed the point. He says, isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? Self-reliance has failed you. So the thought system that seems to be playing the loudest, that we seem to be keen on listening to all the time, that we can train to listen to, that thought system is a failed system, and its center is self. So while you're listening to the thought system, like a Greek oracle, you're in the act of relying on self. Because the whole system is based on self. And he says a beautiful statement, it's a failed system. Now how many more experiences do you need to be convinced of that? Convincing is necessary to a point where you realize Jesus Christ. How can I be weaned off of thought? Not through thought. I can't use the system of self to get out of the system of self. That's another axiom that's very clear. So now I'm basically screwed. Exactly. If you if you admit 
you're a powerlessness, you get filled with power. If you admit your screwedness, that's the point of being unscrewed. Not before, until there's that admittance. Jesus Christ, I can't stop listening to this thought system. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Then drop, and then, all right. And then somehow something starts waking up. Yeah? Something starts moving, and then something, a power greater than this thought system, becomes a player in your life. Not having everything else subservient to how you think about it, something outshines the thinking, eclipses the thinking. Yeah? And now your interest and attention has, instead of just the one master, has a possibility of another. And maybe it leans that way. And once it faces the sun, it'll be attracted to that light. Yeah? And all you need to do is honor it. That's basically the only appropriate response. Or like Ramana Maharshi says, you can only go to a certain point, and then you, uh, he doesn't say this, but then you put the ball down, and then something else picks the ball up. Yeah? So, okay, I admit, I empower. And then in that admittance, power comes in, finally. Finally. And then the only thing the self expects is the power greater than it. Then the dog lays down. It does. Then it stops biting you and other people. And not before. This isn't saying, we're not giving anyone a way of life how to be happy. Whatever way of life can be an expression of the happiness you are. I don't even like the term happiness. It's a contentment and peace. The way you, the life that you have is a good enough sturdy vehicle to be a vehicle to express peace and contentment. But it's not going to produce the peace and contentment. You're the producer of the peace and contentment. It's just here to be expressed. That's the feeling of joy. That's the feeling of release. That's the feeling of of true contentment. You stop looking at things as a way to achieve and to get somewhere, and you start seeing things as opportunities just to express. Just like when I go to weddings, my family weddings. I hated to go to family weddings when I was using because I was using. <laughs> They'd all know I was using, and it would be a fucking drag. So then I got sober, and I started going. And I realized it had nothing to do with me. When I went to my, my niece's weddings, every time they looked at me, they saw their dead, their dead mother and their dead father. You know, my brother and sister had passed away, and all I represented to all those family members was them. Yeah? So I was a perfect vehicle to be of service without doing a damn freaking thing. All I had to do was show up. They didn't want to know Paul. When they saw me, they knew Dan and they knew Carol. That's what they wanted. Yeah? This is, you don't think it's just that? It's like this all the time. You're being used and it's not a selfish ended, uh, it can be felt in a different way where you're being used by a, a let's say a, great, a greater choreographer. You know, or choreography. There's no uh. Yeah? And there's such a, and I find when you identify with something bigger than yourself, it brings out the best in you. Yeah? It does. And to me, I don't, I don't see you can find anything as big as what you are, man. I don't see how you can find anything as big as what you are. <laughs> and I can't see how you can find anything as small as what you're not. The selfing is so fucking small, it needs a small pond to seem like the big fish. 
you have a real small world to seem to be so big. When you when you realize you're not that, the world gets big. Yeah, it's an appropriate dance now. You're not the lead. Yeah, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. It really, as as just as a pragmatic thing, it's helped the hell out of these last few months. Because one day I haven't, been, I don't don't need to work much. Hiking, so this is the story. I'm hiking and surfing, and then one day I'm not for the next four months. That's like a weird withdrawal, bro. And then with signs I may never surf again. That's a weird withdrawal. That's like a fucking bonanza for the head. What gave me a relief? What's allowed me to show up every day? Not me, for sure. The one I'm not. So I find joy in not doing anything. Now I'm worried about that habit. I may never want to come out again. Get used to fucking staying home. <laughs> so, if you're happy with how it's going, you know, keep pledging allegiance to ahead. Keep seeing thoughts as yours. You want, you want a little relief from them? You're not going to get relief from them as long as they're yours. They're not going to bring you relief. They may bring, bring you a sense of, of being really great and special. They're not going to bring you any long-lasting relief. Look at the mind. Look at the mind in front of feelings. Look at the mind in front of thoughts. Look at the mind in front of actions, yeah? And look at the mind and take the mind back. Just use the mind. Instead of, like, hooking up actions to it, go the other way. Look at what's prior to the mind, Yeah? What is it that's prior before the Maya arises and connects to feelings, thoughts, body, action, time? Yeah, what? Find out. Find out for yourself. Sit in it. See what occurs. See if what happens with that pause. Maybe that pause is what you have always been. Maybe that's the original face they talk about in Zen. It's not formulated as a face. Maybe what you are is that feeling that you have all day that's been co-opted to infer it's you as this story. Maybe you are the feeling. Maybe that's how that feeling expresses when it moves through a body. That feeling of oddness. Maybe that's you. Could you imagine if you were located somewhere else? Then you would see everything else would look different. If your reference point could be moved, everything, everything that you came in contact with would look different because you're giving it all the meaning it has. We're just moving around the top of the Titanic in self-centeredness. We want to get a better lounge chair. But you're going down, brother. <laughs> this is about evacuating. Yeah, You think the rowboat is a really small, but you're in the huge ocean, bro. <laughs> That's that, dude. Getting ready to go back into my cave. <laughs> he only comes out twice a week now. <laughs> Send me some superfood. Send me some food. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what water is anymore. Oh shit! Oh god! <laughs> it's like it's like a super sped up experience from 
water dwelling amphibian to land dwelling. I've just shot right into land dweller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this will kill me. Nothing kills you, bro, until you're dead. <laughs> All the things that you said were going to kill you today. <laughs> if you can't be right about that, what else can you be right about? I know this is going to kill me. <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> This is it. I, this is the one. This is the one thing that happened. That I was so afraid of happening. This I knew would kill me. Has it? No. <laughs> but let me go back there and rely on that same voice that said that. Oh yes. It's like the torture regime in, in governments. They never get brought up on charges. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. This thing tortures the hell out of you, and you keep electing it every day. <laughs> oh yes, President Paul. <laughs> I'm here to serve you. <laughs> well, let's look at its voting record. Going to jail, <laughs> you know. But I'm here. I've changed my ways. I'm here to serve you. <laughs> oh yeah, here's my vote. <laughs> All right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs>